Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Moon in Scorpio podcast. I'm your host, Andrena Sanchez, and this week I am so excited to bring you this episode because it's a conversation between me and my friend, Alcee, who is one of my best friends of all time, soulmate, AAF, forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, Alcee and I met in uni when we were going to film school, and um, we just have this very special, cool, amazing bond. And um, we recently watched a movie from a director that we really love and we're geeking out about it. And so we wanted to have a conversation because um, this movie deals a lot with um, themes of intimacy and relationships, which is part of what I want to bring into this podcast. And it's it was such a fun conversation. Um, I think the total recording was about two and something hours, but I've edited it down a little bit so you don't have to sit through, you know, two hours worth of audio. Um, but it is a really, really fun, awesome, really great conversation between me and Elsie, just deep diving into the movie newness and also topics of relationships and intimacy and sex and, you know, kind of what... Um, what we took away from the film and what we learned from it in terms of intimacy and what we think the the movie was trying to say. And if you haven't seen Newness, I highly recommend it. It's just on Netflix. Um, it's so good. I cannot recommend it enough. And, you know, just spoiler alert, we do talk about the film, obviously, like very, very in-depth. So if you haven't seen it and you don't like spoilers then please stop this recording right now and maybe check out the movie and come back to it. And if you already know that maybe you're just not going to care about watching the movie and you're just interested in the conversation, then by all means, keep listening. Also, Alcy and I speak for the first five minutes basically just about film stuff. So if that doesn't interest you, just fast forward about five minutes. And I think this would be fun to share just for astro purposes. But Alcy is a Gemini sun with an Aquarius moon and a questionable Leo rising because we don't know the birth time. So I'm not so sure about that one, but she is a Mars and Aries gal. And I think you can definitely pick up on that super fiery energy between us of just going back and forth at like a hundred miles an hour. Um, so brace yourselves for a really, really full on conversation. Make sure you can easily access your volume because um, I tend to literally just like scream talk when I get really excited, which happens a lot with Alcee and I have an incredibly loud fucking laugh. So, and we laugh a lot in this episode. So I just want to warn y'all before you get into this episode, know that you probably are going to have to hit the volume button sometimes when, um, it just gets a little bit too loud, a little bit too cray cray. All right, I think that's everything. Make sure that you check the show notes um, for our Instagrams and any additional information about transits and things that are happening in the astral world right now. I like to link up to my friends who are doing cool things online and um, share their pages and things like that. So, so make sure you read the show notes because it's always full of juicy, nice, helpful, and useful information. Okay, without further ado, enjoy this episode only. Also, don't listen with kids around, obviously, but I feel like that's an obvious. I curse a lot. So does Elsie. Okay. Goodbye. Okay. So. Um, I need to say so- something about the movie that I just like, I noticed today because I started it again. I watched the first hour again. And, yes. Okay. And, you know, in the very beginning, before they meet, um, they, they pass each other. Did you notice that? No. Yeah. So he. When? It's like. 
she, I can't remember if, yeah, she leaves the bar to go fuck that first guy that she has sex with as he's coming into the bar to meet up with that dumb blonde chick. Oh, shit. I didn't catch that. I don't mean to say dumb. She just took Klonopin because she's so sucked. That sucked. No, she seemed really dumb. And yeah. it, it was also like when they were in the bar and they were having the conversation and she was just like, she's like, so are you a doctor? And he's like, I'm a fucking pharmacist. Like, no, that's not. That's, and she's like, what's the difference? He's like, well, doctor's a doctor. <laughs> that part was so funny. Yeah, she's definitely portrayed as dumb. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. And then she's like dying from having too many clodopin, whatever the fuck it's called. I was like, well, it's a good thing you went on a date with a fucking pharmacist. Who like knows how to make you barf it. Um, mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Yeah, but, and then the other thing I wanted to say about that is just the whole movie. Because like, part of me wants to geek out about film shit and that's not what we're here to do. So I just need to say like, the focus puller on that fucking movie, I want like to, to focus. You know what though? Life. But we can talk about it. Like we can talk about it. nice i just like i love it's like very emotional the way that things like you Mm. know the way he pulls focus and sometimes there'll be like two of them Mm. and things will like kind of i don't know there's just like such a symbolism in the way that that film is fucking shot and it's like crazy feels the same way it's like kind of just like messy and dirty and and up close and personal and like yes exactly and you know what part of um where i picked up more on like the camera movement was when oh my god when they when i think she comes back from having like a, a one of her dates or whatever with the old man and um i think he asked yes they're in the kitchen and he's like did he make you come and she's trying to like tiptoe around the fact that he did and she just goes yeah and tries to keep it casual and then like really fucks him off and then he just like turns around and starts fucking her in the kitchen <sighs> The camera for that though, it gets shaky. And I was like, this is so, everything about this is so perfect. That that scene was particularly heartbreaking. And the editing was fucking so, like, I was like, I am in Martin's head. Yes, exactly. Like, I was like, the camera movement mixed with like the fucking rawness of this fucking session and mixed with the editing of like the the X in like, you know, splicing in and out of the scene. I was like, I am literally in Martin's head right now and it's fucking wild. And and like, yeah, you're like riding that wave of like aggression mixed with frustration mixed with like jealousy like there's a lot of yeah there's so much there where it's like you're kind of hate fucking your own girlfriend right now and it's kind of hot but it's kind of fucked oh Oh my god right there's like such a duality oh it's so fucked up because he's also like really like he's fucking her so hard also because he like can't believe that this like you know that he's like pissed off that this guy made her come you know so i was like wow this is so twisted i'm loving it there's a lot of of emotion shit in there Yeah. yeah And it reminded me of, they actually did that from the very beginning. Remember when they're like flipping through their phone and then she swipes down to, to heart it and it flashes like her fucking someone, you know? Yes. I love that in the first part of the film. Like in the, yeah, in the first introduction of it or whatever. I That's couldn't help so but good. think about how funny that is to shoot that one shot with the one dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And just the one sound effect. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, can you hear my mom playing piano? Because here we are. <laughs> she just got home and she's playing piano and I can't tell her to stop because of everything that's happened. I can hear it a little bit. Is that okay? Um, I think so. I think we just have to give a little bit of a disclaimer. Maybe I'll put it, I'll save it for the intro. By the way, 
If you hear a little bit of piano in the background, Elsie's mom. Is Don't sue us, copyright. It. We're playing Beatles right now. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. She's okay, cool. Break out her Queen rock book in a couple songs. I swear, you're gonna hear like some. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. All right, cool. So, um, okay, so I was going through Netflix and I was actually looking for, oh my God, I was looking for a different movie. I was looking for some other like relationship movie that I wanted to watch. And I, thousands. <laughs> I know, so many. And, um, and I punched in the name of it. Fuck, I'm trying to actually remember what it was. Oh my God, embarrassing. Okay, I was looking up Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> okay, here we are. <laughs> I was like, okay, I really just want to know why the fuck this movie is like get, gets a bad rap for it. I mean, you know that I read the books like, I don't know, however many years ago, 10 years ago now. And I found them trash, but also very enjoyable. And I was like, okay, so I'm looking for this film. I was in the mood to like watch something like romantic or like sexual or something. And I punched it into the search and newness came up. And I was like, what the fuck is this film? And I just watched the trailer and I was like, what is this? It looks so fucking good. And then I realized, first of all, it reminded me of Like Crazy. And then I looked it up and I saw that it was the same director. And I was like, oh my God. Like I knew immediately that I had to tell you because, you know, of our mutual obsession with Well, you like introduced crazy. me to Like Crazy in, back in film school. Yes. And that, and that movie yeah. like simultaneously wrecked and invigorated my, my like, <laughs> my, my inner self of a love. My inner love self who at the time had probably not even had sex yet. Like, let's get real. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I don't even remember how I stumbled upon like crazy, but something that like, I don't know, maybe I was just like having one of those days where I was like obsessing over watching trailers. And I was like, oh, this movie looks fucking incredible. And it was, I think around the time that we also saw Another Earth. Oh yeah. Like, oh, and oh probably my God. Drive. Oh, there were so many good movies around that time. Like independent, great fucking films. Mm. And anyway, so I look at this thing and I'm like, wow, this looks incredible. And then I realized that it's the same director and I was like, oh, and you could see similar themes, you know, of like, um, like relationship struggle, intimacy, and, but like intimacy, all of these jumping things. Jumping in. Yeah. Exactly. Like jumping straight in, feeling the passion, like going through it. And then like something happening where the relationship like starts to break down. And this is kind of what I want to dig into with this one is like, I find it so interesting, the different reasons why in each movie the relationship broke down. But I find newness's reason more interesting. Yeah. Because like crazy, it broke down because of distance, right? And time. Here, yeah. And time and everything. But like, you know, kind of what like the straw that broke the camel's back was her being deported, basically having to like move back oh, to England. Oh, it's crushing that movie. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> my God. But like, I'm like, <laughs> I know, but like, still still high. High. <laughs> yes. like, let me rewatch it and get stabbed again because it hurts so good. <laughs> exactly. Um, but in this movie, what I find interesting is like, um, you know, there is no distance except the distance that was created between them. Because of not sharing the truth, because of not being honest. It's exactly, which is what I want to <laughs> dig into because, okay, so like, this movie obviously has a lot to do with intimacy. And I want to know, like, I want to dig into like, you know, like how intimacy was portrayed through the lens of this film, yeah, which I thought yeah. was very interesting and why at times the relationship suffered, you know? So like, 
my first question is kind of like, what was your first take when you watched it the first time around? Oh my God. Okay. So let me just first say that like, I just want to say spoiler alert because I'm someone who, if I'm starting a podcast and they just like, like talk about all the little parts of the movie, I'm like, bro, I wanted to feel that for the first time by myself. So just going to say it right now. <laughs> As someone who fucking gets it, like if you need to to pause this and go watch the movie, then do that because like hundred percent because we're gonna fucking it. ruin it yeah, for you right now. Ruin it for you, <laughs> my mom's playing Lame as a Rob right now. Also, if anyone <laughs> in the background, it's my mother, and she needs to play her piano because it's the only time that the neighbor downstairs will let her play music. So we're just gonna bless her fucking play. soul. We all we bless all need an soul. outlet. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, so my first take of this movie was like. First, it was hypnotic. Like, I just, there was something, and it's, like, crazy, too. Like, once you start, you're, like, just, get, like, hook me up and, like, like You just can't me. stop watching. Exactly. You oh cannot God. stop watching. The guy has a gift, that director. I swear that to director, God. and he just, like, he knows chemistry. Like Fuck, I like, know, and he knows how to cast it so well. What the fuck? Or, actually, I don't even know who the casting director was, but, obviously, you would have to be involved. Oh, he's and, involved. Yeah, and I'm just, like, this is electric the chemistry between these two people is fucking next level. Like, you said you, it at one point. You said like the first 30 minutes are like, you just want to watch them again and again and again because it's dude, watching these two people fall in love. Oh my, oh my God. And it honestly, it just like, it's so beautiful because it also reminds you of like, it's literally a visceral experience watching this fucking movie, yes. especially those first 30 minutes because it's portrayed so beautifully and perfectly how intoxicating it is to fall in love and like and like hard like there's like i watched when i watched it again recently like the thing that hooked me is like yeah there's these like exactly what you said like that gets you in and then you're hooked and then all of a sudden they have that moment like something i noticed watching it today was that um you know you were talking about the montage once they fall in love and they're dating and like there's at the beginning there's all this like kind of love montage and then the music stops in this scene, once they've been dating for a little while, you don't exactly know how long, and I like that, that time is ambiguous, but yeah. you just kind of say they've been dating for a little while, maybe a couple months, and she is like kissing him, and she's actually about to go down on him, and he's just like, you know what, I'm really tired, and, and she's like, okay, <gasps> and they both yeah. turn the other way and look on their phones. Get on their and phones! That, and that is the first time in their love montage that the music falls away. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't notice that actually. Yeah, it's that the, first the first time, time the soundtrack. Well, also the first time they have sex in, in the movie and in their story is there's no soundtrack. It comes, it, it drops out. I freaked it's, out. I was like, give me the fucking sound. I want to hear the sound. Same. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why is it? Why is my volume shit? And I was like, wait, actually, there's like nothing there. But that is so beautiful at the same time because you're so lost. That sex scene. I swear, is the most, uh, the first time I watched that movie, I was like, and rewind, and rewind. I must have watched that sex scene like 13 times in a Same. row. Like I was just like, this is beautiful. Like I was just like, oh my God, it's so great. It's beautiful. It's just like, it's just, I'm like, I want to be there. I was like, I am experiencing these feelings of like fucking someone for the first time and feeling like you're fucking your soulmate or something. Like it's like, there's such oh a like God. a realness and 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 like rawness to his filmmaking and and to the chemistry between these actors that just feels like Dude. I don't know like you have to t you have to you feel like you want to hold your breath and then like breathe with them and like I don't know Dude, when they both come I was like I I don't think I breathed <laughs> actually I, was, I stopped breathing like I was like <gasps> and rewind <laughs> and rewind. <laughs> 
oh my God, that, and then like everything that follows from that as well. Like I was like, oh my God, how cute are they? You know? And it's like, she's going through his stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, this is so like, mm-hmm. so everything is so on point. Like he's in the kitchen making his own thing. And she's just like snooping around, like trying to get a feel of like, who is this person? Yes. You know? Yeah. And I just find that so like everything about this movie, what I, what I loved about it so much is that it's so human. Like it's like everything is so fucking relatable. Oh my God. And that's what I felt about like crazy too. And I just think that this director, God, what the fuck is his name actually? I don't know. I'll look it um, up. Yeah. Um, like he just has a, like this gift for, as you said, for like intimacy and for like really different for relationships and for like capturing the true essence of like what it's like from the good to the very bad. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like a very realistic approach to it as well. I love how with his with his movies, there's always some kind of like hectic relationship breakdown, which is inevitable in all relationships. You know, you know who this director kind of reminds me of is the Derek C in France. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but the guy. <gasps> the like, Place Beyond the Pines. And, yes. And oh my God. He's blue yeah. yes, one hundred percent. Oh my God. Look at the fucking photo that comes up. Okay, yeah, I was going to say the thumbnail for that film on Netflix is hot. Yes. Um, It's it's like from their threesome scene. I can't believe. What? IMDb only gave it 6.4. Whatever, bro. IMDb doesn't know shit. I know. I'm like, what the hell? Drake Dormus or Dormus. I don't know. Dormus? Can you show me a picture of him? Is is there an image? Um... We're on Zoom, by the way, folks. It's great. <laughs> yeah. That's him. Drake oh. Dormus. He looks kind of interesting. He looks like a... Yeah. He looks, what's the word I'm looking for? He looks quirky. Yeah. He is an Aries, March 29th, 1983. Mm. Fucking Aries. Um, so, yeah. So, where the fuck were we? We were talking about um, his, like, his name, trying to figure out the director. And... Um, the fucking sex scene, basically. All and of them. How, all of them. Like each all of the of sex the, scenes. All of the sex scenes. Okay, but the sex scene though. Oh my god. The sex scene that is even better than the fucking first one is the one where they after they go to the therapist. Oh, and then, then they fuck oh, in their window. Yeah. My God. But you know what I love about that scene? is that like how it leads to them having literally like the best sex ever which is what total honesty yeah like that whole scene like melted my insides Mm -hmm. it like twisted them and melted them and turned them into i don't know a fucking milkshake like i was just (laughs) like what is this it's the part where he's like oh i um I'm watching, like, I used to watch my sister in the, in the shower. shower. And, and like, she was like, I'm right there with you watching her. Like, that's normal. That's kid stuff. I'm like, girl, yes. Exactly. And then he felt so seen, mm-hmm. you know, that he was like, I can't believe you're cool with that. Like, can you imagine the kind of shame he would have been carrying around this thing where she's just like, it's fine. You know, it reminds me of Brene Brown too, where she's just mm. like, the things that you keep in the dark, like, fester in shame. And then he brings it up. That probably, he said, I've never told this to anybody. So he's festering with this like shame inside about watching his sister shower. 
And she's like, that's totally normal. Like you're a kid, you're curious, you know? Yeah. Um, it's funny, like around sex and just in, in our own personas, like how much we, we late, we pre-label ourselves, right? We prejudge ourselves before we give anyone else the chance to. And it's like safer that exactly. way. It keeps us safe, but it also like keeps us fucking guarded. Exactly. And prevents intimacy. So, right. which leads me to the question that it's like in that movie, what was like, what did you feel like was the crux of it? So when you ask the crux, you mean like, what's the turning point or what's the, what's the moment of like the highest truth in that film? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, I guess kind of like what was, or rather instead of the crux, it's like, what was like your biggest kind of like takeaway Mm -hmm. from that entire like cinema experience? Okay. You know me, I have to like ramble a little bit to find the gold. So hold on, let me- Yeah, no, go Um, for it. (laughs) We're here uh, for it. My first instinct is just like the first thing that came up was, was that, you know, everyone has such a different view of love based on, you know, what they've gone through, you know, like clearly, like, I don't know, like there's something so tragic about his storyline that he was married and like had a, was going to have a baby and like, and, and it's so interesting, like once him and Gabby start being honest with each other, he has that conversation with his friend where he's like, or no, he has a conversation with Gabby's friend at the bar when he's drunk that scene is fucked up too, where like mm-hmm. he spills to this, like kind of pretty much stranger to him, doesn't know him very well. She gets so uncomfortable, she leaves. He says, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't just be honest and tell her that I wasn't ready to have a baby. You know what I mean? And he was, he's starting to realize the importance of honesty. So like, that's oh the truth. Oh my God. That's the truth bomb for him. And then for her, I think for me, the interaction that she has with the old man makes her realize that like, she doesn't care as much about newness as she does about, having the connection the connection oh matters God. to her 100%. So those were big moments for me yeah yeah for sure and also to to go back to the bar that scene especially like watching it the second time around i was so, like i hated Blake's character Fuck. like yeah. hated that bless fucking that character. actor bless that actor. I was she's seriously she's great and i was like this fucking character is such a piece of shit because she's like flirty and like and then, super like, like all don't over don't be him. a pussy tell me how you're feeling oh and then my he god tells her and she and then fucking she fucks off i was like who does that you're literally pressuring this fucking guy who didn't want to fucking tell you anything you're buying rounds of shots to like you know have him open up to you or some bullshit like obviously all of this is so inappropriate anyway because gabby is your friend why are you sitting with gabby's boyfriend like shouting shots and like trying to have him open up to you but then when he does you backtrack. It's like she wanted to fuck him. Exactly. And when shit got too real, she was like, mm, you know what? Just... And I was like, you're a fucking asshole, bitch. Like, what the fuck is your problem? And it yeah. was just like, and then it just made the whole situation so awkward. And I was like, you are such a shitty person. <laughs> that it's like, because it's like, what do you, he literally just spilled his heart out. And instead of like trying to actually be a friend and be like, holy shit, I'm really sorry. Like, have you spoken to um, Gabby about this? And no, she's just like, mm, I really don't feel like we should be talking about this. Bye. And he's just left there, like with his dick hanging out. Like, it's just like, what? Like drunk and like sad. Yeah. Like, Exposed I was like, oh. and vulnerable. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. That's and another, used, probably. And used, super used. Yeah. Yeah. That's another theme that like came up that 
I don't know, it's necessarily like a huge theme in the movie, but I, and I mentioned this in one of our chats is that he, um, he, he has these moments in the film where he either shares his feelings. He does that to Blake. He does that to Gabby um, in the beginning when he, when she does mm-hmm. kind of get it out of him about his family history. And then that mm-hmm. one moment where he like wants to talk and share with her about his ex-wife and she's sleeping. And yeah. He, but and, he, and, like- and, and it just, I don't know. It just like kind of hits me hard of like how hard it is. Sorry. I'm a burp, burp machine right now. How hard it is to, <laughs> To actually be honest and like say what's real oh and true for God. you, and why that's hard is because people Ugh. don't take it well most of the time. People take it personally, or people oh like my twist God. it. You know, like we don't listen sure. to each other. Is like the message that I got, dude. Yeah, that's such a big part of it. That it's like we, it's like we don't want to hear. Actually, we don't want to actually the other person hear it. is at exactly. We just want to like live in some kind of fantasy or something about what is actually happening. But like not actually knowing where the other person's at is like the beginning of the end. Yeah. And you know what though? Like I remember that scene when he comes in after he gets like you know basically I don't know tr- like used and trashed by Blake during that conversation where she's like, I'm going to dip set now that you've like spilled your heart out. That's what Um, I'm talking about. He comes in and he's going to talk to her about his ex-wife. Right. But like that whole scene is so tragic because he comes in and it's like, yes, he's finally ready to like do it. Like, I'm like, Oh, come on. Just like, yes. But it's probably like three in the fucking morning, you know, and she's asleep. And he's like, baby, baby, wake up. Like, I need to tell you something. And it's like, honestly, even though I would have, I wanted her to wake up so they could actually have this fucking conversation now that he's feeling brave. But it's like, what kind of shitty ass timing is this? You know, it's three in the fucking morning. You're drunk. She's asleep. Like, it's just, I don't know. It it's just, true, I feel like- but like, I relate to that so much because like, I have been in so many situations, emotionally, like fragile states at times that aren't convenient for other people. And it's like, I just have to literally like, I either, you know, sometimes you don't get to share. And I've been in that place where it's like, my mom is the only person home. I live with my mom, everyone. It's great. And um, my mom is the only person home. And I just like, I just want to tell her something. And she's either on the phone, mm-hmm. sleeping or out. And I just have mm-hmm. to like, and I'm thinking, I just literally go through my phone thinking, who else could I tell? And I'm like, I just want to tell my mom. And I like, can't tell yeah. her. And it yeah. fucking hurts. Yeah. But you know what? And I wonder if this is a good or bad thing, but it's like, I'm not really sure one way or another, but I'm like, I feel like there is like a sort of emotional discipline in a way in like acknowledging that you want something to share, that you have something to share, but respecting where the other person is at on the receiving end and going like, it's not a good time. It's not just about when it's a good time for you. It's like, save this bravery for eight o'clock in the morning the next day. You know, can you do that? And it's hard. You I don't know, know what why I mean? that's so shitty for me to hear you say, but you're right. I mean, that's what being in a relationship is. It's like considering. Exactly. Considering but it's, because, but in a relationship, you like those walls are down, that guard is down and you feel like, honestly, it's probably a, like a slight bit of entitlement as well that it's like, wait, I really want to tell you this thing. Why aren't you making the time for me? And it's like, wait a second. This person is their own person. Too, also a person. Own, exactly. That it's like with their own agenda or their own life and their own thing that they want to do. And maybe they can't listen to you right now. And it doesn't mean they don't want to. It just means they can't right now, you know? And it's just like, what do you, but what do you do with all of that like emotion and shit that you want to deal with? It's like, you know, I feel like in those moments, it's like a, 
bit of a reality check when you're like, you know, you're in a relationship, but you're also in charge of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like you're your own person that needs to take care of their own emotional shit. Um, and obviously then share it with that person that you care and about. And he could have told her that at any other time during waking That's up. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah. why aren't you just thinking of doing this now at 3 a.m. when you're drunk? Like, he's just drunk. fucking it save hurts. it for the next day. It hurts. It hurt went deep for him. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And um, something that I thought was really interesting that you brought up um, before as well in, the, in our previous conversation about this film was the old man. I love and his man. role in it. See, yeah. I hate him. Well, I, I mean, I, I love the, the actor, and I just like love that his role exists as like again, I guess not devil's advocate, but there's just like you know, it's an adult presence Tension. because both of yeah. them, yeah, and both of the main characters are so like young and like let's try this and like free and frivolous and like he's just got this kind of like bougie like I do what I want sort of vibe, and I think yes, it it complements her in a really good way. Like you can tell why she's attracted to him. Hmm. Can you, can you dig into that actually? Because I was, I kind of found it confusing a little bit, I guess, why she found him confused, why she found him, why she found him attractive. Like I was like, uh, I mean, he's kind of like settled in his ways. He's got, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like this mature figure, but honestly, I don't know. I was kind of not super, is the word enthralled? Like I was not very into this character to begin with, and I was actually, I'd like to hear why you thought that she would be attracted to him. Okay, so for someone who's had many old man crushes, like men who are, <laughs> not necessarily my dad's age, or my dad's 76, but like men who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, like I've, I find, mm -hmm. I can find some older man energy very attractive because, maybe mm. because it's fatherly, but because it's also just like, I don't know, there, and she does say it to Martin at one point early on, like after the surprise party where she meets him, she's like, you know, he's kind of cute, like he, she kind of implies that like she finds it attractive that he just like doesn't have a lot going on like he has his shit together shit's not crazy like he's not you know going right. out getting drunk like there's just a sense of maybe the stability but also like just it's just kind of simple and easy and like he's he's very i don't know he just kind of exists in a way that's very like every everything's fine even if it's not yeah but it's so blah as well like it's like you know when they're talking about going to europe and then like that whole kind of their oh relationship God. breaks down and shit yeah. like that to me that was such a mind-blowing part of the film and just mm. something that i was like wow this says so much about intimacy and relationships and like the ways in which like we fail to be there for each other because yes. i feel like that old man is all of us at one stage when we it's like we yeah. don't really want to see the other person we are just like we really don't want to feel or see their pain we just want them as exactly the it's part like part in their life in our life that they are exactly you just want them to play a role instead of actually like really be in communication yeah. you know and and like really see the other person and like have true intimacy yeah um you really got annoyed by him that's funny yeah i think I think I just like appreciated his antagonistic role in the movie to like yes and the fact that he like never met Martin the one thing watching it a second time today I did get really pissed when he told her that she he wanted Martin to wear protection I was fuck like, him I was like fuck you yeah that made fuck me him actually. so hard and you know what I loved that she said you're my, my boat man you're my no, boat he's man he's my boyfriend like, you're yes. my boat man yes I love that. I was like, God, that's some good salt for that wound of his. Cause I, yeah. oh, I cannot stand that guy. Um, 
So something that I thought was really interesting, and I guess this is part of like what drives, I think, the message of the movie is that the times that they have the most intimacy is the time when they're the most honest. Mm -hmm. Because even leading up to the first time they have sex, she opens up to him and is like, hey, I was on a date before this. I actually like fucked someone else right before now. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, you know, I was too. And then they they have have an amazing time. Exactly. And they have like, you know, so much fun on the bus and when they go eat and da 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 and all of this stuff, it all leads up to, it's like, you can tell they're like feeling very open with each other. He even opens up to her about having been married. I think that first night oh, that they yeah. met. Yeah. And then she's she, like, who like, gets he's married? Like, he's like, I got married. Yes, exactly. So it's like very, very open. Um, and then, you know, the, the next time that they had like very intimate sex was also when they were being very open. After with each the other. therapist. Exactly. But then their relationship breakdowns start to happen when they start to withhold information from each other. Yeah. As soon as they start to do that, like think back to um, when shit starts getting weird with the old man Mm. and she doesn't want to tell him that like she gave him, that he gave her the necklace. Mm -hmm. And then also. Which is uh, exactly when Martin starts withholding or, or continues to withhold when it becomes really important about his ex. Like he doesn't. Exactly. And something else that I thought was interesting. And I, I didn't bring this up before was that um, it almost, cause you know how, like when they're having this like massive fight and Martin is saying like, I didn't want any of this. Da, oh my da, God, da. yeah. Like, I think part of the reason why he starts fixating more on his ex is because he is not actually super into all of the things that are happening with their like new um, yeah. rules of open relationship. But he doesn't know how to say that. And he doesn't know how to say it. And so what does he do? Retract from um, Gabby and then go about, into the yeah. past. Yep. How fucking applicable is that? You go back into the past, I swear, I feel like only when you are like rejecting intimacy in the present moment or you're not feeling intimacy in the present moment. Yeah, that like really stings. And I actually like, (laughs) no, because like, it's so true. Like I'm kind of reflecting back on the moments and I I know that we've shared some in in our communication too. Like, you know, the, the times when we, when each of us get really reflecty and like, not like wallowing, but like, we'll reflect back and think like, gosh, why did that one relationship end? Like, it was so good. And it always makes me now, like, it makes me wonder, like, when I have those moments, what is happening in the present that makes me go back there, you know? Exactly. And I feel like, you know, this also stings for me because I've definitely done this in past relationships Mm -hmm. where I am dissatisfied in some way. And instead of having an open conversation conversation about it you pretend everything's okay you try to sweep shit under the rug and before you know it you're looking up your exes you know and like or like like fantasizing about shit yeah yeah and like over romanticizing shit from the past that literally doesn't matter somebody you haven't spoken to in fucking seven years and you're like why did that not work out and it's like because it was a fucking shitty relationship or whatever the case it's like it didn't work out because it just didn't work out you don't need to fucking hold on to this person and but it's you know the reality is that because you know you're not fessing up to whatever the fuck is happening in the present moment now in your current relationship and um like that's just something that i really loved about about this film it was just like that really bringing home that like that message of 
honesty leads to intimacy. Mm-hmm. And they're just interconnected. Mm-hmm. And that you're going you're gonna to experience more intimacy when, a greater level of intimacy when you can be honest. And there's, but how and hard there's is a, that? And it, right, I was going to say, there's a risk there. And, and you have, to, it's almost like that moment, or I don't know, remember, didn't you show me that, that book? Did you have a book called The Dip when we were in college or something? Yes. Right. Yes. And it's like, I, 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 know, I know this isn't exactly what it's about, but it reminds me of like, you know, when something is hard and you dip one toe in and then run the other way, you've kind of wasted that time and energy. So like, if something's yeah. hard, like decide and maybe, and what's great about a relationship is that you can decide together. And this is what they kind of do after the therapist, right? They say like, we're going to mm-hmm. do this. We're going to like, let's, let's try this. Let's try this honesty thing. And they do it both feeling uncomfortable, but as time goes mm-hmm. on together, they make it work. And it's like, that's what it takes. It takes in a relationship, both people saying this is hard and it's going to be uncomfortable, but like, let's try it. Like, let's both. And that's something else that is so fucking important. And I feel like such a relationship, like a common relationship breakdown thing where like you are ultimately not on the same page you're not on the same train heading in the same direction. Like you, like, or if you are like at least on parallels, like different trains running parallel next to each other, you start to like shift. Right. um, Or one person cares more or whatever. Exactly. And that's something else that I feel like is so important to, that I took away from this film too, that it's like, it's just so important to not only have honesty, but to be on the same page too. And like, I like how in the end, they both agreed too that it's like it can't be the way it was before with the open relationship. Like that was not working. Esther Perel. Esther Perel in the movie. What do you mean? She's she when they go see um they go to like a bookshop or something and there's a workshop. Wait. And that's this her? lady is talking. That's Esther Perel. That is the queen. That is Esther Perel, queen oh of relationships. My gosh. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea. Okay, that makes sense. I love that cameo. Oh my God. It was so good. And like what she said too, about how she's like, they're like, Oh, we're trying to make open relationships, um, you know, work with us. And she's like, I don't recommend an open relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is very interesting too. Like the fact that, you know, this woman who seems to have pretty open views about relationships and very understanding about, you know, where people are at in relationships is like actually advocating against it or like, like not, or not advocating for it rather. That was a really interesting kind of distinction that she made. And I thought that, I don't know, it added an an extra layer. I don't know. I kind of like that the movie, it keeps it so open in terms of like who they want you to side with or like who, who they Mm. want. They want you to kind Mm. of understand all the angles and like, and, and Mm. be able to choose for yourself. Like that's what that moment kind of echoed for me. It was like, ultimately you have to choose and like you have, you have the autonomy to like decide how you feel. Exactly. But I I do find it interesting that she was like, um, what did she say? She's like, I don't recommend open relationships, but it's not like a means to an end, but rather like an exploration to like almost discover deeper intimacy between the two of you, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to escapism. It's like a tool as opposed to an end game. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like they were approaching it as an end game. 
they were like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to have fun with, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it's actually, I feel like that's what drifted them apart through it because they didn't, they stopped using it as a vehicle for truer intimacy the minute that they started to keep shit from each other. And oh. I feel like that's part of the reason why in the movie it's recommended, like they talk about it, how it's like, we have to be open with each other about it. Yeah. The minute they stopped, game over the timing is so true and the timing of that scene in the film if i'm if i'm remembering correctly is so like on point because when she says that to them you can see in the moment the characters both go mm-hmm. like it kind of like start- yes kind of starts fucking with them and then then they both start doing the thing they both start doing it like yeah start, start avoiding and evading a little bit yeah for sure um there was oh what was the the other thing that Esther Perel said that I thought was very interesting during that workshop mm-hmm. was um, that she said, what the fuck did she say? Um, she was like, when we seek polygamy and being with somebody outside of our like, you know, immediate intimate relationship, she's like, we're not actually seeking another person. We are seeking different aspects of ourselves. <sighs> that it I was like oh my god yeah that was that was pretty <laughs> that was that was so mind-blowing like to think about how you know when you know I guess when you when you feel the urge to say you want an open relationship or even cheat on your partner or something like that it's like you it, it's like you're bored with yourself mm-hmm. not only are you bored in the relationship but you're probably really bored with yourself you know and it's like you're trying to seek different ways to like explore your own self and you could do that with your partner, but you can't get there without communicating it. Mm. You know, it's so. I mean, you might be able to get there, but it will be half fulfilled. It won't be fulfilling. Like the whole point of a relationship is to do it together. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't make it happen by yourself. It's not. It's not going to be fulfilling if you. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That's just like, oh, that it gets to me in like a good way. Like it's affirming to me, and then also deep down, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, ugh. for sure. Yeah. And also, what did you think about the music? The mm. <laughs> music. Yeah, I de- definitely. Okay, so something I noticed watching it the second time is that the song, again, like if you haven't seen this movie, we're, I'm talking about all the juicy parts. So just <laughs> um, the threesome, the song that's happening during the threesome, I don't know if you can remember, is like so oh. trance-like. That Which is one played. Is that? It's, it's like got this kind of trance vibe. Mm there's like this weird kind of tone to it and mm. that same song is happening at some at some point the first night that they meet what the fuck bro I think that's it's so at a like volume and frequency but like i don't know i like because i i think and, and i've been listening a lot, to a lot of podcasts and like youtube video people talk about um, music and theming and stuff and how certain mm. how like marvel cinematic universe like their theming is so stupid and like like musical <laughs> musical theming is like it's an art you know and to bring mm. certain mm. themes back and then of course we mentioned earlier like taking the sound out is such a strong mm. choice my and, god like yes. you know th- we said the first time they had sex the sound came out and then the next time the sound came out is when when their relationship, when she, I, I believe it's when she felt that like things became kind of boring is when that one time she was like, I want to go down on mm. you. And he's like, I want to go to sleep. Mm. And it was dead quiet. Mm. It, there was just like a montage moment, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden it was dead quiet and they both turned away. And, and you could just tell she had that feeling of like, this is what it is. This is why I want new things because I don't have to deal with this like pain of like being rejected, even though it's not rejection. For sure. Yeah. 
Mm. So the soundtrack like- to me is just like, it's perfect. It just flows with the waves of like emotion from the people. 100%. And something that I also like about this director, that the soundtrack for Like Crazy was good too. It was very appropriate. And I guess something, there is something that I didn't like about the soundtrack. Hmm. And it's that most of the songs that stuck out to me have been used in other movies. Yeah. Which I don't necessarily like because since I've heard it first in another movie, I'm actually taken back to the movie where I first heard it. Okay. So it takes me out a little bit. Okay. So um, the Aphex Twin song, I think it's number 14. I think it's like Aphex Twin uh-huh. number 14. Uh-huh. That's from the movie Her. That, that, that song, the it's so nice. And Her wins. I mean, Her just like takes that, yeah. It's yes. ingrained in your mind as Joaquin Phoenix feeling sad. <laughs> exactly. And I also think that, that that song may have actually been made for that movie. I'm not sure if it was, maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. I can't remember if it's from like an Aphex Twin album or if it was actually like, I think Aphex Twin might have worked on that soundtrack for that film. I'm not 100% sure. But I was taken out of it. It's a good, it's a great song. I fucking love that song. But I, I don't know. I felt like it lacked originality. And then um, the other one that came up, which was great, but also took me out, is, um, have you seen Man on Wire? You've seen Man on Wire. It's have you the, the documentary? documentary? Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a song in there, which I'm going to fucking butcher the pronunciation. It's by Pascal Rogue. Rogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's called, <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck this is. No Sciences? <laughs> I don't know. But that is from man on wire it's not an original i don't think from man on wire but man on wire came out however fucking many years ago like in the 90s or something that that bethany played his ex-wife played the piano yes and at first i thought it was from amelie i was like is this an amelie song no it's from man on wire okay and it's a beautiful song yeah but again i was like like it it was beautiful and it was fitting but it took me out of it Mm, um because it's from another movie and um you know what also uh, do you remember the scene where this was? This scene was actually really nice. It was like with Blake, actually, and um, they're at the old man's house and they're the like party. spying on each other. Yeah, and they're spying on each other while they're flirting with others. Oh, how good is in a manner of speaking for I, that? I, scene? I knew I was just waiting for you to bring this song up because. Yeah. <laughs> Like one hundred percent. Like you can, and and I just love the way it's shot, where there's like things in the foreground. You can like see them yes! through the crowd, and and she's like dipped, being dipped, and like enjoying this dance with this old oh man. Oh my god! And they're both like sneakily like watching each other. Oh. So good. And then it abruptly stops when they're leaving. I was so I was so in the moment when they're like love the yeah editing. when they're like like dancing and the song is playing and I was like oh this song is so perfect for the scene and then whoop. Yep. It just ends. And then they're walking out of the, of the party. So abrupt. Something I thought of that I'd, I'd love your opinion on is, um, like, I just thought of, you know how she's early on in the movie when they have their, when Mar- Martin, I keep wanting to say Martin, <laughs> when Martin and Gabby <laughs> get together and they go to the museum and he's like, if you could take any of these pieces home, what would it be? Um, mm-hmm. And then when she's in the kitchen with Larry, that's his name, right? Um, she, yes. she says, She's, she says, like, we play this game where we, like, say, what would you take home? And he goes, so what would you take out of this kitchen? And I don't know, like, 
something about because like how many times I feel like it it okay I'm just gonna share personally is like I'm thinking about a couple songs that have come up recently between me and someone that I'm that I'm talking to right now and and we've shared songs with each other and there's songs that were meaningful to me in a past relationship and there's like mm. there's something about like the the things that circle back either that you intentionally bring back because hey, mm-hmm. this was like romantic and like we could share this too um and then sometimes mm-hmm. when those things just come up and it's like god how do you feel about those things and like that oh i don't like it i don't like it it's weird because it's like i don't really it's like something that you shared intimately with somebody from the past it feels like um you're cheating the person you're with now in a way by saying like oh this is like um this is like so romantic and like new in a way for us but it actually has baggage for you and so I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but I personally feel uneasy about mm-hmm. Like if I had a song or something that was like very meaningful to me um, from a previous relationship, I probably wouldn't bring it necessarily into the new one, even if I loved it still. Mm-hmm. Like I'd just be like, hmm. Yeah, we have very separate feelings in that. Cause for me, I'm like, oh my god like one song a million feelings like what let's let's like feel them all you know and like yeah I kind of like appreciate the duality and like I I can definitely relate it when you said like it feels like you're cheating the current situation by imposing the the emotion or imposing like the baggage of the old Uh context but um I don't know like also it's almost like a gift like every relationship and like mm. thing that you share in it is like a gift and you do get to choose how you use that and like for you i guess that's what i'm saying ultimately is that there's no right or wrong way because for you True. The, the the way for you to deal with the gift of of like what you've gotten from a relationship is to like hold it sacred and like kind of respect until it feels like you know you're ready to i don't want to say recycle but you know what i mean like let go of the yeah. the um attachment and like you know move on and yes. maybe that's a sign that you have moved on or whatever but um yeah i kind of like the fact that that there's 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 a duality in things because like for me personally like a certain song that used to like really just mean one thing all of a sudden like I'm hearing it in a completely different way and I'm thinking like thank mm. goodness because that old way depressed the shit out of me Whoa, <laughs> but that's really cool though when you can like turn it around and like it it, it um takes on new meaning mm-hmm. a new form that's interesting newness and like I've done you know what like there's this Pablo Neruda poem sonnet 17 that to this day it's actually like I think the first time I heard it was when I was like nine or something watching Patch Adams with Robin Williams oh I know what you're gonna I know it I know it yeah yes and it's all about like um oh my god it's the most beautiful poem on the fucking face of the earth like talk about intimacy hold on I literally need to look it up right now and read it because it's so good this is needed we're doing this yes um pablo neruda sonnet 17 okay guys um just get ready to cry so i'm just hearing robin williams as you say this (laughs) i'm channeling robin williams so i'm gonna cry okay so I don't love you as if you were a rose of salt, topaz, or... Ne- okay, I feel like I'm fucking this up. I'm just going to start over. <laughs> There's nothing worse than, like, royally fucking up a beautiful poem. I believe in you. Oh, God. Okay. I don't love you as if you were a rose of salt, 
topaz or arrow of carnations that propagate fire. I feel, wait, no, no. You know, I'm going to look at different translation. This is not the translation I'm used to. I've I read this quote so many think times. I Robin like, Williams has said that. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, this is the second. Maybe I just haven't read it for a long time because uh, the translation. This whole conversation is making me want to watch Patch Adams again. Like, I just <laughs> okay, so Sonnet 17. I do not love you as if you were salt rose or topaz or the arrow of carnations the fire shoots off. I love you as certain dark things are to be loved in secret between the shadow and the soul. I love you as the plant that never blooms but carries in itself the light of hidden flowers. Thanks to your love, a certain solid fragrance risen from the earth lives darkly in my body. I love you without knowing how or when or from where. I love you straightforwardly without complexities or pride. So I love you because I know no other way than this, where I does not exist, nor you. So close that your hand on my chest is my hand. So close that your eyes close as I fall asleep. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> this is so... <laughs> Like, I'm just like, how do you read this and not feel all the feels and, like, die a thousand deaths? Like, what the fuck? 100%. so beautiful. And, like, the imagery of, like, the last part in particular, um, where I does not exist nor you, so close that your hand on my chest is my hand, so close that your eyes close as I fall asleep. It's, like, too, you know, like, you're the same person. Oh my God. I love it so much. And that poem, like I've loved that poem my whole fucking life. And that poem, like I've used it in the past in a relationship. And even though it's one of my favorite poems of all fucking time from when I was a child, the fact that I've used it and like, it's so like, I would love to be able to use this in a different relationship, but I know I won't. And it's because it's, it just, it's like, I don't want to say tarnished because it's not like the relationship brings up like horrible, you know, thoughts and feelings and shit, but it's like, I, yeah, I, it's, it's from another time. It's from another life. I can enjoy this in privacy now, but not with another person. I think that that's when it becomes yours again. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that. I didn't even think about that scene in the kitchen really about how she recycles the game with the old man. Mm-hmm. And like, like after, know. after a couple months of having used it with having had it come up with Martin, you know, exactly. I'm like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Now that you pointed out, I'm like, I don't like that. I feel like mm-hmm. that was already like a little bit too much too soon with this old man. But that is such a big question around open relationship, which is something that I've been considering and thinking yeah. about a lot, which is like, yes, you know, how much do you welcome those, not, I don't, maybe not coincidences or synchronicities, but the things that just like feel applicable, even though they, they are being reused in a way, like, I don't know, mm. like part of me just says like, have at it, spread all the love. Like maybe it will deepen it. Maybe it will strengthen it. Maybe it will make things feel mm. more important. Like maybe it will bring more value, but I think you have to have a, I don't know if it's a, it's definitely not a coldness, but you just have to have an understanding that like the sacred, the sacredness of connection is, is okay to share. I don't know. Like, Oh, I feel so opposite to that. I'm like, no, I can't share something that I've connected with deeply. 
from the past. But, and but the that's like that's polyamory. Present. That's polyamory. Wait, it, explain. It can be like I I know that the term open relationship and polyamory are different. Can mean different things to different people. But I've heard polyamory described from people who I know who exist in those relationships as like you know I'm dating her and him, and both of them both of them know each other, and both of them know that I'm but dating both of them. And sometimes we all hang out together, and we all share the connection that we have, and like. Yeah, so I feel that's like, like I would suck at polyamory. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. No, I and I probably Shit. would too. Like, I'd be much more open to an open relationship as it's depicted in this film than polyamory mm. that I just mm. described with my friend. Because I'm like, one hundred percent. That sounds like a roller coaster ride of emotion. A hundred percent. I would definitely not be okay with like actually having multiple partners that I share like intimacies with that in that level and that same level. But I would definitely be game for like the way that they sexually explored with others, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Cause it has like a beginning and an end, you know? And I think where it got tricky with Gabby in the film is that she kept seeing the old man. Like Martin didn't really do that with somebody else, but she kept seeing the same old guy. Because it was kind of her idea. Like she, Mm. you know, like she, after they did have sex again, after they saw the therapist, like, you know, they were having the pillow talk afterwards and she was like, you know, I'd be okay if you flirted with other girls. And he was like, really? Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she brought it up. Yeah, she introduced it. And it just felt like, I don't know, in that moment, she wasn't even sure what she felt about it. Yeah. Like she wasn't well, sure what she felt about it. But that's the thing is like with open relationship and polyamory, you don't know how you're going to feel until you're in it. 100%. And I feel like the idea of it oftentimes is way more alluring than the reality of it. Mm-hmm. And, but I do think that where shit really started to go awry between them is when she started to keep seeing the same person. Like, it's like, no, 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 that's not how it works. Because when you keep seeing the same person, you're going to probably develop some kind of feelings it and that's going to fuck feel, shit up. It started to feel like that was a mistake. Yeah. When she started hanging out with him and his fucking kid, I was like, this is a joke, right? Why the fuck are you going to the sea aquarium or whatever the fuck with this guy and his kid? Yeah. Like, why is his kid even meeting you? Oh, yeah. That didn't seem right. I was like, this bitch is fucking everything up right now. There's just... Oh, that makes me dislike him more now. Yeah. Also, yeah, because he's an asshole. And it's like, this girl isn't even... She's not even your girlfriend and you're introducing her to your kid. Who's like eight or nine exactly like i was like what the fuck is wrong with you like your kid's gonna be so confused i don't know that's just obviously coming from my own sort of right. mentality about maybe things he did, does that a lot i don't know maybe his daughter's like into it yeah <laughs> i don't know if you're Wait, interested we- in polyamory or or even just like if the idea of an open relationship has ever like occurred to you i would recommend that you check this movie out and like also talk to people about it like the first you know a, a big mm. step for me in the past couple of weeks has just been talking about this more with with yeah. Jay and with and with friends who and and you know people of the opposite sex who I'm interested in who like mm. it's like what do you think about this have you heard about this you know like I think that's a big part of of of, yeah. of getting there is just talking about it more 100% and that if you are in some kind of you know whether it's a casual relationship, committed relationship, whatever kind of relationship with somebody to like be open about those needs, but have very clear communication about like, just have, I mean, it's not necessarily that have like 
so much experience with polyamory or like open relationships, but like what I'm, what I got from, especially from the way it's depicted in this film. And like, I guess, you know, the, the, my own views that I'm formulating about it all is that it's like, it's so important to be very clear Mm. about like which direction you are both heading and to like, make sure that the lines of communication remain clear and honest the whole fucking time and open like it's like the minute you start to hide shit from the original arrangement that was spoken about i feel like that's game over that's like the beginning of the end open relationship open communication like that's oh my god together 100 percent. and i think just like you know like literally the biggest takeaway for for this movie for me was and we've spoken about this like earlier on was how important it is to be open but also how difficult it is. God damn. It is hard to be seen fully for who you are when you're carrying like baggage about, you know, shame and shit about yourself. And I guess it's, it's like that it's, fear of it's rejection. Imperative. It's such a paradox because it's like, it's hard, but you need it. Like you need to be able to be open in order to be intimate. <laughs> like actually. Exactly. It's exactly. It's like, if you want intimacy, you can't, you can't be the old man in this film. Oh my God, yes. You can't be the old man in this film who just like wants to pretend like everything is okay and not actually dig into the, the dirty fucking psyche and actions and like, you of know, the juicy emotions is. of, yeah. exactly. Like, it's like, nah, bro, that's why you've been divorced twice and you're still alone at 60 something because you, you're, not, you're not willing to do the work. I think you've converted me. I'm no longer a fan of Larry. <laughs> Even though I find him to be an attractive old man, like it's okay. Yeah. I do not find him attractive at all. I just saw him and I was like, you're such a typical like 60 something year old, like entitled asshole who like thinks he's got it figured out, but you're just lonely and like have a, I don't know, heart of coal. Don't take your child to Europe, please. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) I'm like, poor child, leave her in California, please. Don't take her with you. Also, do you watch movies these days and think like, ah, this would never happen in COVID? (laughs) Uh, no, not really, actually. Really? Oh, good enough. for you. Sorry, I hope I didn't put that <laughs> Which movie did you last saw that you were like, this would not happen? Well, I mean, just thinking about newness, like, you know, seeing all those social scenes and like saying, oh. being like, we're going to travel to Europe. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> yeah, actually, I take that back because when I watched that film the first time, I was like, especially in the clubby parts and stuff, uh-huh. like, I'm like, I'm not even a big club bar goer Uh but god damn did i want to like have a few shots and go dance with a bunch of strangers in a dark room like i was like oh my god i want to do that so badly when i who knows man when that's gonna be who the fuck knows but until then everybody wear your goddamn mask socially distance don't be an asshole don't be an asshole like larry (laughs) yeah don't be a fucking larry larry would probably not wear a mask fuck him um yeah all right well that's pretty much the episode i think i think we've dug into this movie enough and about intimacy and relationships to like you know to walk away to stew on it for three more years yeah to stew on it until the next time that Drake, whatever the fuck his name is, director, comes out with another movie to like oh shit God. in our brains and have an existential crisis about. Yeah. Also, if you're like, you know, mourning a relationship or just like want to want to feel feelings, like crazy is a great film. Oh my God. I actually haven't seen that movie in way too long. I like newness more. Which one do you like more? 
Oh, that's so hard. I mean, <laughs> I mean like, I mean, I mean, like crazy. Cause I just love them. Really? I love them. I mean, like mm. I'm hurting right now. It's like really hard to choose. Mm. Yeah, no, I think I go with newness actually. Oh, oh. yeah. I just like desert the you know island, what? desert island. Which one would I take? I don't know. <laughs> the thing is that I like the ending of newness better because, like crazy, even though it's so realistic, and I love the kind of like punch to the stomach that it get, gives you at the end, especially. Good, I like that newness. Yes, I like that newness is still sort of that punch to the gut, but it's like they're still willing to work at it, which is kind of like the way that like crazy ended anyway. But yeah. like crazy, I don't know about you, but like for me, it left me feeling way less hopeful. Than yeah, like if like crazy, right? Like if like crazy continued, I'm like, these fuckers are going to break up. Like give it a year. It's going to be. Whole, mm. Yeah. The whole newness movie was a, was a punch to the gut, but the ending was like silver lining. Like we can make it exactly. work. Exactly. Okay. Yes. And how good is that though? Like I was like, but also something that I want to talk about quickly before we switch off is do you think the ending of newness is actually realistic though? If you were in a relationship with somebody that you had all of that shit that you went through all of that shit together with in a pretty short period of time. I would say maybe they were together for a year tops, you know, like that's not a very long time to be in a relationship. It's not short, but it's not necessarily long. Like, do you think that it's realistic for them to meet back together and go, let's try this again? I, for me personally, I could, I could see, yes, I would, I would through all of that. I would, yeah, I would try again. Mm. If it I guess felt it, that meaningful. Mm. Ex that's it but it's like it definitely would depend on like if this seriously felt like the person that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with because they were that's what I love about this film too it's like they were fucking head over heels and what I love about it too is that it's like they were head over heels but shit from their baggage and the past was still getting in the way and that's inevitable in any relationship mm -hmm. that it's like fuck, it's hard to like, you know, completely start anew. You're always going to bring shit into a new relationship from your past. And it's how important is it to like, you know, be able to have a partner who is a bit understanding about it. You know, when he walks in and Gabby's reading his emails. <clears throat> that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was rough. But yeah, I guess I definitely agree that it like, it all depends on um how how much faith you had in the relationship to begin with, I guess. And like the mm -hmm. connection you felt with that person. 100%. <sighs> well, anyway, y'all need to check this movie out. If you haven't already, it's on Netflix. You um, know most of it now, but also yeah. <laughs> the feeling of feeling it all together is pretty, pretty intense. Yes. Um, yeah. Highly recommend it. And um, yeah, I guess, I don't know if you have any, um, any thoughts on polyamory? If you have any thoughts on open relationships, if you have, if like, if this episode You're in brought an up, open relationship and you yeah. think we're, we need to be educated. <laughs> yes, for sure. Like, you know, reach out to me or Alcy um, on Instagram. I'm I, oh, I can't talk on Instagram. I'm at Dre Chez and Alcy. I'm at something Alcy, which is hilariously spelled some thin Alcy because I am very thin. <laughs> <laughs> I will link our Instagrams and all of all of the things to the show notes. And um yeah, I mean if this if this episode resonated, then definitely reach out or like screenshot it, share it with your friends. Um, you know, talk about open relationships and relationships in general. Honesty. Honesty is the best policy. Woo! <laughs>
Alrighty. Well, thank you for joining me on this episode to deep dive into this amazing movie and use it as like a channel for, you know, deep diving into intimacy and relationships, which is always juicy. Oh yeah. Are you thanking me or audience? Uh, I'm thanking you for joining me and, you know, allowing this conversation to happen between the two of us and taking the time. And also thank y'all listeners for sticking around. This is a much longer episode than normally, but Hey, I think it's worth it. Okay. Well until next time (laughs) y'all peace out.